Ah, <laughs> oh, welcome to church this morning. Who's already blessed because we're here together? Maybe you might have had a great conversation. You might have had a great coffee. I don't know. I was blessed by our time of worship, lifting up the name of Jesus together, being reminded again of who Jesus is. Does anyone think that's that was worth getting out of bed for this morning, wasn't it? Worth coming together. Uh, okay, I got a question. Now, this might be a bit triggering. Are we, are we okay? We'll be okay. I, I'll lead us through it and we'll all be okay, I promise. But uh, what is your greatest fear? What? Spiders? Cra- Did I hear crabs? They're kind of like spiders with armour, I guess. Uh, can, I've got some pictures of some common things that, that people are kind of afraid of. And so you, just a warning, there's pictures, all right? So can I have that first one? Thanks, Brody. It, hands up if you are scared of snakes. Is there any terrified of snakes? I know, I know I've got a brother who's terrified of snakes. For, no, I won't share that story, but that's okay. That's a brown snake. Who knows? Like, it's actually terrifying when you think about it. We live in a city surrounded by brown snakes. Like they're everywhere. They're, they're in your house. Yeah, right now they are. No, don't say that. Not at all. He's making up that stat. He's, according to Dan, statistically, there is a brown snake in your house. That's not true. But, but snakes, I'm so sorry. Let's, let's get that off. But there's a few. Who, do, who thinks snakes are great? Does any? Oh, I'm guessing by the reactions, few like snakes. I'm guessing by the reaction, spiders. Anybody can't even look at spiders. This is this is a terrifying picture for me. I these you know big hairy spiders are the ones that scare me. We have lots of redbacks in our backyard. I'm not scared of redbacks, but redbacks can really hurt you. But these these freak me out. Can we go to the next picture, please? Oh my. Anyone scared of heights? I am terrified of heights. We'll get to that in a second. Don't like heights. Who is that silly? Like that stupidity to sit on the edge of a building? Like statistically, (laughs) yeah. All right, next one, heights. Flying. Anyone scared of flying? Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, I'm not scared of flying. But as you take off, there's always that little bit of nerves. Do you always feel that? Like, maybe this might be it. Especially as you go up, and it might even out a bit, and a drop. Do you get that drop in your stomach? You're like, that's it. We're going down. It's like, as if a plane is supposed to be in the air. Like, it's just metal up in the air. Anyway, I love flying, but I'm, I do get those little nerves. All right, this is a weird one. Anyone scared of clowns? If, if you are, right, let's get that picture off as soon as we can. All right. Any, any weirdos in the room who are scared of uh, rope? That's all right. So that doesn't apply to all of us, but who knows that we sometimes have these little irrational fears? Rats. Rats or mice? Yeah, that's, that's a big one. My wife does not like mice, but... It is irrational to be scared of rope, a touching rope, right? It's like, that's something. Um, what happens? What happens when you are faced with one of these fears? What, what happens to you? I know for me, 
Uh, especially if I, if I face like a big hairy spider, like I freak out. Like, like the reaction in my body, like it's actually a physical reaction. Do we know what I'm talking about? When I'm on those crazy heights, like, like I lose my balance. I, I absolutely freak out. I, I once, and there's some witnesses in the room, for a big Salvo conference in Melbourne, some of the guys were staying in a high-rise building. They had a balcony and they're like, come and check out the view. I opened the door and immediately my legs were shaking. I couldn't even, I, I was holding onto the door. I was like, I want to look at this view and I want to look over the edge. But I also, like I was terrified. I was as low to the ground as you could go. I was, <laughs> but that's how I get with heights. I, I, it's, it overwhelms me, right? Fear overwhelms us. And there's actual like physical symptoms. And who knows that most of the time it is kind of irrational. I know that I can stand right here and not fall over, right? But if I'm in heights, suddenly the fear is that I'll suddenly fall off the edge. Whereas I know I'm pretty good on my feet. I've got pretty good balance. Anyway, so we're going to have a look at this a little bit more. Can, can we... Uh, we're going to read from Matthew 8 this morning. And it, it's a Jesus story for us that I believe is good news for every single one of us in the room. So Matthew 8, starting at verse 23, we'll have it on the screen, but if you want to get out a device or a Bible and you might want to mark something, let's read. Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves and suddenly there was great calm. The disciples were amazed Who is this man, they asked. Even the winds and waves obey him. Can we pray and then we'll explore God's word together. Uh, God, this morning, just again, we we just have to say you are good. We're we're amazed by who you are. Uh, This morning, as we look at this story, as we open up your word, may it become living. May it transform us. May it bring freedom, may it bring peace. Uh, God, use my words uh, and just ask that, that Nath's words fall to the floor, but Holy Spirit, you elevate your truth. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So story, probably familiar for, for a fair few of us, but I just want to go through it, make some kind of observations about the story. Um, so they're in a boat, across a lake, and who knows that some of the disciples, at least four disciples, were fishermen, right? Yeah, we know that. They're fishermen. And, and can I tell you that this storm was so great that they were worried? This isn't like just the waves started coming up a little bit. There were four fishermen in the boat who were worried. This was a bad storm that they that they were facing. It says a fierce storm struck the lake. Waves crashing over the boat. They feared for their lives. It wasn't like an imaginary fear. It was like 
you had it made sense to be afraid, right? You're in a boat. It's nighttime. The waves are crashing over. I, I once had a similar experience. Let me tell you. When I say similar, so not even close. But uh, when I when I was young, we went on a family holiday to Sydney. Now. Have you been to Sydney before? Sydney have ferries that cross the harbour. Has anyone been on one of those ferries? I think the ferries, are are they now catamarans? Am I wrong? They're not. They're still just the old ferries. There you go. Uh, I must have dreamt that, you know, catamarans across the... uh, These old ferries and we we were quite young and we went obviously across the harbour and on the way back, a storm must have started in the meantime, it's just started bucketing down with rain. Uh, in my mind, it was like an electric storm, but, you know, probably not. I was about five or six or something. And as a family, we crossed back over the harbour on this ferry. And while we were on the ferry, the ferry was bouncing around. Waves were coming over. They were, the ferry kind of had all windows. Waves were just crashing into the window nonstop. Like we were th- being thrown about. I'm telling the story, right? It, can I tell you, as a five-year-old, I was petrified and at the same time thought, this is the coolest thing I've ever been on. But we, I also like rides. so. But it was like people were screaming on the ferry. Yeah, yeah. Like it was mum. Mum was screaming on the ferry. Um, but my memory is that we were getting tossed about on this ferry. Waves crashing up. And that wasn't even in a small boat. That was in a big modern ferry in an enclosed harbour, not out kind of on this big lake. I reckon it's pretty crazy that we see in the story that Jesus was asleep, right? Does anybody read this story and go, what? Jesus is asleep on the boat? Can't believe that. Let me tell you, I'm a, I'm a pretty good sleeper. I, uh, I can get to sleep wherever and whenever I want almost. Uh, I, can, I fall asleep in cars, on trains, on planes. The plane, we talked about planes before. Planes are my favourite place to sleep. Love it. Wake up with a sore neck, but it's great. Uh, but like, there can be noise, no noise, daylight. I, I can fall asleep. But, but I was on that ferry. <laughs> and there's no way you could sleep on that ferry. Uh, and this was, again, like a, a bit of a crazier thing than that. So the disciples are scared, rightly so. They're scared. And they go and wake up Jesus and they say to Jesus, you know, one, they probably can't believe he's asleep in there. Wake up, Jesus. Uh, save us, Lord, we hear them say. Jesus tells the disciples in a few words to just chill out. And he goes and tells off the wind and the water. He just, it says he rebukes. He goes and tells them off. And suddenly, the, the word suddenly means instantly. Like, like it happened straight away. We see the storm stops and there's calm. Now, we are, some of us may be pretty familiar with this story, but, but let's, let's imagine this for the first time again. And, and it's obviously a million times better than probably what we can think. But, but Jesus tells off the waves and the wind. And they stop immediately. 
and there is sudden calm. Now, when I think about sudden peace, and I know Susie is going to agree with me, does anyone have like a quite a loud extraction fan over their stovetop? Does anybody have a fan or a fan that you hear? And, and you know, when you're cooking dinner, that's on. And do you know that sudden peace when you flick that fan off and it's just like it feel, the whole world feels peaceful? No? I heard a couple of people. Yes. It's like this sudden peace. Oh, well, it's that times a lot, right? When we think about what Jesus did in this. The storm... The fear and panic that came with the storm. Well, the crew, they turn to Jesus and he brings a great calm and peace, doesn't he? A great calm and peace. And of course, at the end, we see that they are amazed. They're amazed. They're after witnessing it firsthand, the disciples rightly ask again, who is Jesus? Who is this guy? He, he commands even the elements, even the environment he commands. This morning I was supposed to be starting a series on worship. That was the plan in our, in our preaching plan. And that's we've got Derek McClure next week, like Jacob said. Now, if you don't know Derek, just come along and listen to Derek. He's He's a great communicator, um, but he's going to be talking around worship, but worship as our, as our lifestyle next week. Um, but I was supposed to be talking about worship, but I want to tell you, and, and if I can be kind of honest with you, the last, the last couple of weeks for me have been a bit stormy. And, and I, I know you probably know what that means, and that may bring up certain things for you, but but not so much in my circumstances. Like, like as a family, things, things are okay. We're not facing anything crazy. Health is good. Uh, praise God, that's, that's all right. But, but more in my mind, do you ever get those kind of weeks where in my mind there's, there's this just, there's a fear, yeah? There's a feeling overwhelmed, this, this feeling like, like I'm worried, and I want to tell you this morning, I needed to be reminded of this scripture. And, and I wanted to share that with you because I believe this morning that what we get from this scripture is only good news for all of us. Maybe you've come here this morning feeling like you're in the middle of a storm. Maybe your experience has been similar to mine over the last couple of weeks. Maybe you feel like fear is overwhelming you. You're worried. You would even say that you're scared. I believe and I have experienced that Jesus can bring peace. That Jesus can bring a sudden calm in your life. And I believe that you can have that freedom now and today. There's two things that I, I just want to, I think there's two things that are important for us to know, to experience this peace though. Sometimes, who knows, that we focus so much on the storm that we forget to turn to Jesus. Who knows that's the reality, isn't it? Jesus was asleep. 
He was asleep on the boat. He was out of sight. And instead of turning to Jesus on the first sign of a storm approaching, who knows a storm usually doesn't come instantly like they're talking about. It usually kind of develops over time. I'm sure they would have seen the clouds rolling in, the, the rain start. But instead of turning to Jesus at the first sign of the storm, the disciples instead... The storm took their attention, didn't it? it? Took their attention until it was like mega panic stations where things didn't seem like they could escape from it anymore. I, my experience, and I'm speaking from my experience, who knows that we can try and work our way through these moments of fear and worry and we can forget to turn to Jesus. Can we, can we not do that? Can we just try and not just figure it out on ourselves? I want to encourage you this, this morning, and I believe the first thing that we need to do when faced with those fears is turn to Jesus. Let's approach Jesus. First, turn to Jesus as soon as you can. Let's not forget he's with us. The disciples forgot because he was maybe a bit out of the way. They forgot that Jesus, this is what I think, they forgot that Jesus was even with them. Let's make sure that we're not just trying to push through in our own strength, but that we turn to Jesus at the first sign. Let's not forget he's with us. Isaiah 41 Uh, Verse 10, I think I've got it there, Brody, awesome. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Is that good news for anyone? That's comforting, isn't it? Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Let's not forget who's in the boat with us. The next verse as well, Brody, Isaiah 41, 13. So just a couple of verses later, again, a reminder. For I hold you by your right hand, I, the Lord your God, and I say to you, don't be afraid. I am here to help you. I am here to help you. When faced with these fears, when faced with the storm, with worry, our first step is to turn to Jesus, approach Jesus. Remember that God is with us and He is for us. And I can tell you already, does that give you a little bit more courage? Because it gives me a bit more courage. So first we turn to Jesus. Second, from this story, and this is this might be overlooked a bit, but but second, we come with our little faith and we ask him to save us, to free us and bring us peace. Who thinks these steps sound pretty simple already? We turn to Jesus, but then we turn. We come with our little faith. The the worried disciples turn to Jesus. And with a little bit of faith and probably a lot of panic, right? (laughs) Probably a lot of panic. They ask Jesus to save them. Now we read these words I definitely have throughout my life read these words as almost Jesus rebuking the disciples, right? You know, like, 
Guys, chill out. You guys have so little faith. Why are you afraid? But we miss this one bit. And I believe it's good news for us. Because there are moments where I only have a little faith. Do you know what I mean? Where my faith is only little. And what does Jesus do with their little faith? He calms the storm, doesn't he? He calms the storm. For those moments when that's the only faith we have, the little bit of faith, can I tell you the good news is that's all we need. That's all we need. Is anyone relieved to hear that? It's not a matter of us building our faith before we approach Jesus. We approach Jesus with the the smallest bit of faith and Jesus can do the amazing This morning, we get to the end of this story and the disciples see the amazing things. They've gone from from fear and worry and and being faced with a storm where they thought they were going to die. They remember Jesus is in the boat. They turn to him. They approach him with their little faith. Jesus calms the storm. And then the disciples start asking again, who is Jesus? Who is this guy that he can do this? Well, this morning, I I want to ask you the same question. Who do you say Jesus is this morning? Because he can be just a great teacher if you want him to be. He can be a prophet if, if that's what you want. He could just be a great story for us this morning. But I want to remind you and tell you that the great teachers and, and prophets and stories can't tell a storm to stop. Yeah? Only God can do that. And do you this morning have just that little bit of faith that you're able to proclaim that Jesus is God? Just that little bit of faith to say that Jesus isn't maybe just a story. It's not just a good idea, but that Jesus is God. I love that we have everyone in the room today. School holidays, it's great to be together during this time. I don't want this to just be a story that you've heard this morning, a preach with some good points maybe, but I I want to give an opportunity this morning for you to for you to experience the freedom from the storm. If you need peace in your mind, if you need peace in your situation at the moment, I I invite you to turn to Jesus. With whatever faith you have that you can muster this morning and ask Him to rescue you. We have, we have some people going back to school this week. There's a, there's a row of guys here at least who are going back to school this week. I know there's some people who work in schools. I know that as exciting as going back to school is, that there's also worry about that. And I, I want to, as a church, pray for those going back to school. There isn't worry tonight as they prepare to go to sleep. 
that there isn't worry in the morning when they wake up and, and have to get ready for school or the next day, whenever you go back. Can we pray together for those guys? And yeah, let, let's pray. God, you are, you are good and that you, you're a God who created the universe. And that when you speak, things happen. God, we pray right now uh, over the hearts, minds uh, of our young people who are heading back to school this week. God, we pray for any worry, uh, any kind of storm brewing in the back of their mind, any anxiety around going back to school. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that they be calm, that you bring peace. That tonight as as, uh, they prepare to go back to school, that they know that you are with them, God. That they don't need to be afraid because you will be with them in every circumstance. So right now, Holy Spirit, do that work. We pray for peace in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We, uh, we're going we're gonna to sing again. And I, I actually would love to sing Waymaker again. But I want to open up a time for you to pray as well. If you're facing a storm, I want, I want to pray with you. I, I want to get beside you and let's turn to Jesus and let's bring our faith and ask Him to calm that storm.